Welcome in. Welcome into Under the Apron. You like uh, that? You like how soft that is? It's so soft. Yeah. So welcome, welcome Under the Apron, where we will expose the pink underbelly of the service industry, and we promise welcome. you, it'll change the way you eat out. Let's hope for all the women out there. Yeah. <laughs> also, how about that fucking tune, man? I fucking love Synthwave. Fucking good friend of the show, John, his band Louvers. Check him out yeah, on Bandcamp, L-O-U-V-E-R-S. And I would also like to introduce my co-host this evening. It is the Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm, I've got nothing left to do with my life. Uh, <laughs> oh God. You got Cobra Kai, man. That's big. Oh, is he in Cobra Kai? How could he not? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Fuck you. Um, hi, guys. How we doing? Hello. Oh, there he goes talking. Every one of our guests breaks the rules. <laughs> while, while we're at it, though, we might as well introduce our guest. Uh, we have a good buddy of mine who I used to live with in New York City um, coming to us from Texas. Brent is on the line. Hey, Ooh. what's up, everybody? Hey. What's good? What's good? What's up, man? I'm excited. Uh, so you guys, you guys were roommates for a while, yeah? How, how'd you meet? It was so weird. It was, it, it, it was essentially sliding doors. Like I worked at this place, lived with this, and then met this dude who's like, "Hey, I've got a cheap place, uh, cheap room for rent, whatever. Great." I move in. I quit the job. He gets hired at that said job. Then he moves in. It's a lot of just moving pieces, and then somehow, is this the guy who lived in the, in the basement? Yeah. Yep. With well, Brent lived in the basement too. They both. Lived. I was upstairs. Oh <laughs> I mean, there was. Oh wait, you've been there a million times. Me? You know it? Yeah. 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 So I want. So quick little story. You've been down to the basement with me, haven't you? Yeah, man. You That's showed the me right the room. Passage. The right yeah. of passage is to go into the basement and see the other and room. Just breathe in deeply. No, don't breathe in deeply. So if anybody's <laughs> seen the movie Seven. Yeah. Their other roommate was kind of like a mixture of a couple of different people from Seven. Basically, the fat guy who they forced to eat himself to death. Yeah, the I think there, I think there was a story where he, he went to the hospital with stomach pains and found like a a, a, a pound of chicken bones. In chicken bones. I don't know how much. <laughs> uh, chicken bone it's, fragments. It's really it's nice guy. But fucking... of the, the story is he had shards of chicken bones lodged in his large intest intestine because he would suck the bone marrow out of chicken bones like <laughs> it's like wait what <laughs> you haven't lived brother you haven't lived what when when chris and and brent were living together chris and i were working together at one point and that's how brent and i met and that we were pretty fucking debaucherous at that point in our lives and chris oh, yeah. chris was I forget why he was so upset with your other roommate, but he was he was really pissed off about him. Something about the food that he was leaving in the fridge, and I was hanging out with leaving Chris in a lot the fridge. No, just leaving on the just stove for days out. at a time. <laughs> just so leaving was, out food. I would like pass out on on their couch every uh, pretty regularly, and yep. Chris kept getting more and more pissed off. And one day we came home and we were fucking wasted. And Chris is like, "Yo, dude, this shit is disgusting. Like, look at this soup. I'm so fucking fed up." And there was a giant. Uh, pot of, of soup. It wasn't the soup. It was his risotto. Yeah, I threw oh, up I in his risotto <laughs> and then we just mixed it in and just left it and we never Stop. heard anything about it. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It, and if anyone's wondering what he had for dinner that night, he had like, I think a California roll. Me? Like, yeah. He had a convenience <laughs> yeah. store, uh, I think some sort of sushi roll. So I had to throw up at some point. <laughs> right. I mean, 
I mean, that was an everyday occurrence living with him. It was just like a nonstop. Like, okay, we're going to go in the kitchen and let's see what hazmat and chaos is, is left over for us to deal with. It was frightening. And in fact, one time there was a rat in my room and I call Chris and I call him and I go, Chris, he's like, what? I'm like, there's a rat in my room. You said there's a mouse. Okay. Uh, whatever. But either way, that's not my problem. Way, there's, no, there's a fucking rat. There's a rat in my room. And he goes, that's exactly what he said. He goes, what do you want me to fucking do about it? And I go, come down here and help me. And he's like, nope. And hangs up the phone. I'm like, Great. No, he called me like six times. I hung up every time. It was yeah. like one in the morning. I'm in bed. I slept on the couch. I slept on the couch that whole week. It was it was great. It was phenomenal. I'm so happy. Brent, what are you doing in, in uh, Texas? So I, uh, yeah, I've, I moved down here to uh, work with my brother. He uh, he he owns a uh, a film company nice. down here. Yeah, so he does primarily documentary and corporate work. Uh, works with a lot of nonprofits. But I I decided to move down there to help expand his more narrative um, and storytelling side of the business. So. What I'm doing now is just producing and writing and acting and um, basically whatever projects we can get a hold of, whether it's collaborating with other firms or other uh, production companies or the writers, or even if I come up with like a spec idea or something that's really fun that I think would be, you know, pretty useful to shoot, uh, we could do that. So essentially just, you know, trying to pursue it in the, in the film world. So it's pretty fun. And Texas is definitely, especially Austin, it's definitely the barrier of entry to get into the industry is a lot easier than what it was in New York. Um, right. That makes sense. Yeah. It's just a lot. More, it's a lot more. It's just also a more collaborative feel down here. Like everyone just really genuinely wants to help out with your project and they're excited. Well, in New York, it kind of felt a little more cutthroat, like yeah. having their own agendas, that kind of thing. So it was really weird, but. And I'm, I mean, um, I would imagine that you've heard this, but um, good time to do it. Cause a, a lot of the LA crowd is now just uh, funneling into Austin. Like Joe Rogan is bringing his whole crew over there. Like oh, great Joe Rogan. But yeah. a lot, I'm just saying like a lot of stand up comedians and podcasters and, and they're all like all these guys who are out of LA are, are up and moving. And a lot of them chose Austin. So that means, you know, you're going to get a boom in the, in that area with the entertainment world, which is good. Oh yeah, for I sure. I can see that. And I do agree. I just don't like Joe Rogan. It's definitely an up and coming city. It's definitely a lot of fun. It can, uh, you know, it's, it, the weather's great. The people's great. It's just, it's just a really awesome spot to live. So Food I get is it. Great. Food's insane. Uh, so should we start a, a a podcast war with Joe Rogan? Yeah, we really should. Yeah, fuck Joe Rogan. Bring it. <laughs> Come yeah. at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, we got we got three listeners that are ready yeah. to fight at any moment. Yeah. We're our own listeners now. We're only counting yeah. ourselves now. Yeah, yeah. I don't that's even it. think Brent's heard an episode. Oh, no, I fine. watched. I listened. I listened to the episode right before I got on. I'm a big fan now. I'm subscribing. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> we got one. We got one listener. We got there one. you go. All right. Um, yeah. um, all right. Let's get into some news. And they're, they're both. Oh, first, actually, let us know um, terrible roommates or roommate horrible horror stories or whatever on um, Instagram <laughs> or Twitter at Under the Apron. Um, yep. So let's talk some news. And out of literally sheer coincidence, both stories are out of Philly, uh, which is a weird. Brett and I are both from near Philly. Um, just a weird coincidence. So. One is there's this steakhouse. There's like they have a it's a small chain. I think it was like eight locations it's called Steak 48. And they recently like started this kind of what people are deeming uh, discriminatory dress code and policy where the dress code like so they say proper attire. You don't require blah, blah, blah. They banned clothes that are excessively frayed or anything admitting offensive odors. 
or exposed but, undergarments, which I don't even understand that one really. Uh, and they said that there's a hundred dollar minimum per person now. Like you have to spend at least a hundred dollars, not counting tax or tip, which is like the most. Yeah, exactly. Huh? Like what the fuck does that even mean? And there's a, they put a sign on the outside of the restaurant. Uh, people tore them apart on Twitter. But who, what what is the frayed thing even like? Who is that against? I have no right? idea. I have no idea. It's just a bunch of people wearing frayed clothing. Uh, hippies. What are they afraid of? <laughs> 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 Fucking goodwill. Going going to goodwill. Yeah, that's that's a weird one. Like you remember the other episode you were talking about that guy the the Caucasian club. Who like oh, yeah. I mean, Chicago, at least it made sense. Detroit. It was like no, it was uh, Detroit specifically. Yeah. Like it clearly was kind of aimed at black people. Like the freight thing, I don't even know who that would be aimed at. Yeah, I don't know because there's another article actually. I, there was more, multiple articles about this that there, this one saying it like essentially saying like black people please don't support this establishment. Interesting bullshit. Yeah, that is scared and, of all the cool kids. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> the cool the millennials. One, Buying shit, closing thrift stores, scared of them, terrified. Exactly. Is also in Philly though. I don't know where. Um, so supposedly these two <clears throat> guys, two white guys in suits, left a receipt and under tip they wrote zero dollars. Under total they wrote no tip crew and on the receipt they wrote hashtag white boy summer. <laughs> um, it sounds like something that oh. Laurent, hold on let me tell you what the rest of the shit they did and then i'll it sounds like something you would do laurent but you, know, <laughs> you would not leave a tip though i would not leave not leave a tip right so they they don't say what restaurant they're at but supposedly it's a restaurant in philly it's chain where you can bring kids and order ice cream so i don't know friendly one still exists who the hell knows but they spent 98 dollars, and essentially they ordered large glasses of milk chicken tenders and lots of ice cream enough for <laughs> almost a hundred dollar bill and that they both had some kind of weird reflective sunglasses on and they both kept making some kind of inside joke about ordering a burger with onions swiss cheese and mushrooms but they never actually ordered it <laughs> and they, the server said like she didn't think they were drunk or anything but she said that there was something weird about them um and that's and, pretty and, much the end of the and, story and the whole oh, story is just fuck? the whole the whole story is just that they didn't tip and that they wrote white boy summer on it uh -huh. <laughs> okay Anyway, uh, Brent, you yeah. have a story prepared, I, I assume, about I um, your experience in the industry or yeah. just anything restaurant related. Really. No, it actually it actually is perfect. Before we were talking about tips and uh, I have an, a, a, a story that happened to me. Let's hear it. And I just uh, it's a very satisfying story, at least in my eyes, because I'm able to exact justice on <laughs> those that can't fight back that's what we're here so, for to be the voice of the voiceless man seriously so all right so i'm at this uh working at a restaurant in uh in new york city it's downtown in a very affluent area and uh uh one of my tables i know this, this so this guy sits in it's like a six top or seven top eight top i don't know it's a bigger top table but um as soon as they sat down they instantly wanted all of the top shelf booze they wanted all the top shelf wine they wanted all like tons of like all of the expensive food items and i'm just so ex i'm excited because it's like I i'm watching every time i ring it in i'm just watching the number go up and up and up and up love that i used to love that and <laughs> i'm just like oh my dick's getting hard i'm like this is fucking i'm about to pay my rent in one fucking table this is gonna be sweet so i'm just everything's going great uh and i and i make sure i ignore all my other tables because i'm like this is my fucking this is my this is my yeah this is it this is the cow and i'm it's milking the silver the fuck tuna out marv that's it buddy 
So we're just, so uh, I give him like impeccable service, if I could say so myself, and I just do everything I can. And the, uh, the bill came to around, I, I want to say it's close to five grand. Um, and I'm just like, all right. And, but we, and at the place, they didn't do autograt, which I think is bullshit. Which is a whole other topic. But I think we should oh talk my, about. Don't anyways, get me and Laurent started on that. Like you motherfuckers. But anyways, we don't want to grab. That's not what we do. Blah blah blah. Okay, whatever. So I give him the check, and I there's one guy. He's like, I want the check. You know, he's he was the guy who was ordering all the food, by the way, and all the drinks. He's like, no, the the big dick in the fucking crowd, yeah, trying to run the show, trying to impress everybody in New York City, downtown, the whole fucking nine. And he gets the check, and I see this look on his face, right. And I'm like, whatever. He had to have known there's prices next to all of the items he's been ordering. So whatever. <laughs> so, you know, he pays the check. Um, I go and just like do my other thing. And I notice as soon as they pay the check, he sort of like gets everyone out of the booth or wherever he was sitting. And I'm like, uh oh. So I walk over and I look at the check. And I'm not kidding. On like a $5,000 check, it was 20 bucks. No, dude. And I go crazy, right? I, I, I'm like, hold on. And I first thing I do is I run to my managers and being like, you got to fucking do something. This is bullshit. This is like my fucking livelihood. This dude is walking out of. I'm like, this is insane. That's like 0.05% tip. Like this is out of control. And they're like, nothing we can do. And I'm like seeing red. I I don't know what to do. Like, sorry, there's nothing we can do, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like losing it. And I'm looking at you all mad and shit. Oh, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. So I'm looking at his, the receipt. And I notice his, he played with a credit card and his name's on it. Okay. And I go, hold on. And I go to the host stand and I go, who sat at this table? And I look it up and it's the same fucking name, right? So I have the dude's name, his email, and his phone number, <laughs> all because okay. he made the reservation on Open Table. Okay. So I oh. jot that motherfucker down. Now, I didn't quite know what to do with that information. I was going to say, now what do you do? And then I realized, I've got a very particular skills. (laughs) I know exactly. I know exactly what to fucking do with this information. So I pull up a website called Craigslist.org. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but they buy and sell goods and services. Craig. So Joe Smith, or whatever the fuck his name is. So Joe Smith, every week for that summer, was giving was selling his tickets for Book of Mormon. Hamilton, low-level Yankee <laughs> seats for the entire summer every week. I put an ad you out. You were just posting shit every week for this dude? For this, for his phone number that said, text only, I'm getting rid of my lower-level Yankee tickets. <laughs> dude. <laughs> that, that's he, fucking amazing. So, that's good. Dude, I did it every week for the entire summer for everything. Oh, Book of Mormon tickets? Yeah, I got to get rid of them. Who needs tickets? Who needs tickets? Text only, text only. Oh, I, I didn't see that dude, that motherfucker ever again, but I could only imagine that his entire summer was full of random I calls and so. text messages from people being like, yo, you got them texts? Yo, let me get those tickets. Let me get them. Let me get them. That's I very humble. Just text That's what I did. Text after text, text. after text. He probably oh. had to change his fucking phone number for all, for all I know. But either way, I got that motherfucker. I got him. No, good. Good. Got good. That's good. That's a travesty. So don't that's... fuck with people. Also, don't fuck someone on a tip and make a reservation don't leave a paper trail you yeah know? Right? smarter than that for smarter than that. Not only that but yo you're already spending five grand on dinner you can't afford a dip yeah. like yeah that's gonna put you over your fucking amex limit or whatever 
ridiculous. It makes no sense, man. That's fucking hilarious. That's a that's a great way to get back at somebody. Got him. Uh, that's a good story. Uh, yo, let us know anytime you guys were screwed on Twitter or Instagram at Under the Apron. And maybe um, that's how you got back at these customers. I think it's so funny that there's such a disparity between tipping and famous people. Like there are some people who are like kind of famous and they're amazing tippers. And there are people who are like super famous and they're dog shit. And you're like, I don't really fucking understand what's going on here. I don't, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any real correlation between being a bad tipper and being famous. I think some people are just assholes and, or don't know what the fuck, how to fuck that to act. Alan Iverson used to go into this place where uh, Josh and Lee used to work, man. And he would tip nothing. Like, He'd have like a thirteen thousand dollar bill and give him like twenty bucks, and they'd be like, "This is not okay. Like, you can't come back here anymore." Uh, good. I hope. See, that's that's the other part of it, right? Like, one of them is the the tipping side of things, and like where Chris and I worked was fucking horrible because it was half people who were not from the United States, so they legitimately often didn't understand the tipping process. So instead of putting autograph <laughs> on the table, which would on, on the t- on the ticket, which would have made everything okay, we had to explain to every table, "Hey." This is what tipping is like in America. And they asked us to do that, like, which is fucking embarrassing and also forcing it on the table. It was, it was, it was terrible. terrible. But some people don't know how to tip. Some people are just dickheads. And that sucks. And if you're listening to this podcast and you, you don't, you're not sure how to tip these people, it's their livelihood. Yeah. It's, it's what they're doing. It's, it's why they're working. They brought you your food. As long as they didn't spit in your fucking mouth, like tip them 20%. <laughs> Unless especially you want, spit, you want a little spit in your mouth, then just ask yeah. for it. Unless you go to Craigslist, then <laughs> we got you. But uh, and the other side of that is like the fact that all restaurants are like, hey, sorry, my hands are tied. Can't help you there. Like you just got fucked for your night. They should have your back. It's fucked up. Hey, it's customary to tip 20 percent for good. Service. You know, there's a, there's a, you know, there's left, a way to handle you it. left one percent. Was there you know a problem? Funny? You know what I mean? You can say that in a much nicer way, too. You don't have to use my exactly. tone. In my last, when I put my two weeks in the last restaurant I work, I was like, you know what? In these last two weeks, I'm fucking leaving anyway. So if any motherfucker either stiffs me on a bill or is being an asshole, I got nothing to lose. I'm out of here. And you know what? Those two weeks, not only did I make the most money in those two weeks, but everyone was super pleasant and nice. I was like, God damn it. I didn't get a chance. <laughs> I could just say, go fuck you to anybody or be like, what the fuck is this? Or like, none of, it was none of that. It was like, I was like, God damn it. I, 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 ruined, I missed my chance and I'm a little bummed about it. <laughs> no, I get it. That sucks. All right. So we've come to the part of the show uh, called Topic Roulette, where essentially um, Brent has come with a topic yep. to discuss and we'll do it for eight minutes. And we do not know what this topic is ahead of time. So the timer is no. wrong. All right, great. Uh, hit us with the topic. All right, topic I want to talk about today is something that uh, I don't really understand how people, why people do it, and it's hard to get out of. They're called SIVs or SIV, Service Industry Vampires. Okay. You don't know what a service industry <laughs> vampire is. Service industry vampire is exactly what it sounds like. You sleep all day, you Uh-oh. go out all fucking night, Uh-oh. and you can't get out of that disgusting cycle of of waking yep. up at three o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. just so you can roll out and just go right to bed. Where or did go you right get this, uh, this, this term from? Did you find it in that, in that bar, that bar magazine I re- mentioned in episode one? No, it is a combination <laughs> of me being high and thinking about it. And also, <laughs> did you come up with it for the show or did you come up with it like years ago? I came up with it for the show when, when we were talking, you're like, you need to come I mean, up with I love it. I love it. 
So this is your term. And also it's, it's frustrating to, to try to meet up with people who are in the industry during the day when I know they have to work at night, but they're like, oh man, I can't, I'm, Right, I'm still sleeping off the hangover. It's like, I got to work at like, five. I can't do anything I, until I, four. Yeah, I can't. I can't meet up with you for a late lunch at one. Like, are you fucked up? Like, what are you doing? You know, hashtag <laughs> sieve. This is this is a, a under the apron. Yeah, you might you might have just changed right the game. Yeah. Sieve service That's, event. I, my my thought is, if you can't get out of bed by noon, I think you just like may need to start thinking about shit. That's all. Yeah. That's what. I'm yep. I definitely, yep. especially when I when I lived with you and I was waiting tables because I only worked dinner shifts. I worked no lunch shifts. I would get up, but I would like sit in bed and just like smoke weed and eat fucking bodega sandwiches until like two <laughs> thirty p.m. and then I would get ready for work. And like, like no, it was the worst because I would do nothing all day. Nothing. nothing. My day would be zero productivity, and then my night would be the same. Yeah. Post work was the opposite of productivity, where I would just be spending money. Uh, it was terrible. It's terrible. It's a, it's a problem. Also, Chris, there's a lot of people who think that the life that you just described sounds awesome. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. Smoking weed awesome. and watching fucking playing video games sounds pretty dope for a lot of people. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I'm not gonna say it wasn't awesome at the time, but like I didn't really. Right, of course, I, I wasn't. I wasn't a productive. You know, I think human. no. I think years of that behavior is only just you're, you're gonna wake up one day and be like. I spent the whole past year doing absolutely nothing other than just going to work and partying, and that's it. Yeah. You're like, well, you that's know, my, that's my so, whole twenties. There you go. Part of my thirties. So, Brent, you're kind of you're kind of showing your uh, your sleeve a little bit with uh, with this because we we've talked about this a couple times in a couple of different ways, which means that you don't listen to the show, you piece of shit. But um, <laughs> but first of all, love Siv, and uh, second of all, I think it's a, it's a really important thing to talk about is to kind of have awareness about it. I've been through it big time like uh, yeah no been... that's that's what i'm saying too we've all been i've been a victim of it everyone's been a victim of it at some point you're yeah. like this whole like you could be like in the past two and a half three weeks i've done nothing but work party and sleep and i'm like right, exactly. there's not oh there's something needs to change that's like the past two and a half three years you can yeah say, exactly times of your it, life. it really is and, and and you know the thing is especially if you're somebody who's come to like for us we live we live in big cities and and like the people who are in the service industry tend to have other goals with their life and a lot of the time that gets lost in the sauce because they're busy and they're with working they're working five six days a week and then they do get caught up in the party lifestyle and then it's easy to sleep in and then the next thing you realize it's it's been a couple of years and you haven't been working on the thing that you said you wanted to be working on and it's a and it's a trap in a, in a lot of ways i uh was working at a place called you, you ever been to alligator lounge yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Love alligator. Um, so I was there for it's like gone. six years. No, no, it's coming back. But oh, uh, it's coming is back? Crocodile Lounge yeah, too yeah. gone? Is that also gone? Crocodile and Alligator Lounge? Are they both? So gone? they none of them none of them were open through the pandemic, and they they've taken a really slow, long time. I'm not sure why to uh, to open back up, but they're just about to open up uh, Alligator. I'm, I'm not sure about Crocodile, but when I was there, biggest sieve moment of my life was was Shit. like. Like everybody's giving you blow. Everybody wants to do like on a Tuesday night. There's people like blackout drunk trying to get you, give you shots until four in the morning. I'm not getting home until five thirty, six in the morning. Cause we're kind of partying at the bar. And I'm not waking up until 2 PM yep. every fucking day. And eventually I caught myself in it and I started to make some, uh, some choices to, to get out of it. But since COVID has happened, the place that I'm at now, I'm getting out at 12 PM and it's such an insane difference 
to get home by 1 a.m., which probably sounds crazy to anybody who's like has a normal life. To me, that's super early. And that meant that I could wake up with with the morning. I could be out of bed by fucking 10 a.m. And like, yeah, that changes changes everything. And now I'm now they're starting they're starting to open up again at, at four in the morning. It's scaring the shit out of me because I'm like, I really don't want to fall back into that pattern and that behavior, you know? Yeah, I mean, realistically, going to bed at one o'clock or midnight is not rare. Like, I that's totally a normal thing. You get eight hours. Right. What you know, you're you're gonna you can get up at eight, nine, ten o'clock, and you're fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's so funny because I just see it. I see it more often now because I mean, my current roommate, he's in the industry. Uh, you know, he's a little bit younger, but uh, I see certain patterns, and I'm like, ah, oh, watch, just avoid the pitfalls. Yo, don't do this. Don't do of, that. There's a lot of things you should probably teach him. He's. Gonna... I try, but but you know what? You know what? Just let him figure it out. It's fun. I guess. Yeah, sure. And don't, don't, don't be a sieve. Dave. Watch don't out. Don't, a, get, don't, yeah, don't get bit. Hashtag sieve. Don't, don't be bit. a sieve. <laughs> no, it's such a great term because that's it really, really what it's, it's exactly what, it is. what it is. Yeah, it really is. What you, what you both, what, the dream is the, like the daytime bar shift of like 10 to five and you make like 200 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. the fucking dream everywhere. Especially like if you can find it in a like a Caribbean. Like I tried working daytime beach bar uh for a while at the restaurant I worked at when I lived in the Caribbean. And unfortunately the beach bar like wasn't really popular at the beach I was on. Um so it never really took Like the bartender. No, <laughs> I don't think I didn't do it with me. <laughs> I'm the only guy who's got booze on the beach, man. <laughs> I mean, people are going to come if it just wasn't a very popular beach. It, it was a smaller beach. Um, so it's never yelling at out. guests, and I up staying at the restaurant that was there and working nights, but still, like, I get it at the same time, though. It was great because it, down there, like, the restaurant closed at like 9 30. Like, I'm fucking done, so like, yeah. I can still, you know, go out and do whatever or just go home and, and have my night, even almost, yeah. and my morning. You know, I, I, I've I've thought about this a lot, though, too, you know, I, I mean, I think in, in life, right, like you, you as you continue to like gain philosophy and whatever, it's like. Maybe this is a cop out, but I feel like as long as I've learned from that time and I take it in and, and figure out how to not do that anymore and start to allow that to teach me how much how important it is to be productive and like be doing other shit with my life, then that wasn't time wasted. You know what I mean? Like, A, because it was fun and B, because. I got that out of my system. I'm never going to be like, oh, I wish I partied more. Like, there's no fucking way I wish I partied more. Um, and then it helps you to move on with your life and do other shit. Absolutely. Yeah. That was time. <laughs> All right. Yo, let us know. Hashtag Siv. Your Siv moment on uh, Instagram or uh, Twitter at Under the Apron. Yo, that's Brent you can, you, original you, right there. Brent's original. The <laughs> you, can, you can hashtag. You guys can the take it. Just take no, it from now on. Just keep oh, it alive. God. Your job is so to much. keep Civ alive. That's all that matters. Um, keep keep right, Civ alive. So, keep keep Civil alive. <laughs> so, um, Don't be so Civ alive. We, we've come to the, the program. We're going to le- learn a little more about Brent. If you if at this point you still want to know more, yeah. stay tuned. Uh, we're going to do a little q and I, I don't have any questions prepared, but whatever. No, you're not asking questions. Oh, we're I'm asking at, you I'm questions. Asking. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. You're the guest. All right. All right. That's okay, how it right. works. All right, I got it. I got it's it. Brad's first time understanding an interview. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what I want to know is what the first thing you ate off someone's plate was after oh. after it came back. Oh, that's so like funny post because that w- that meeting, obviously, uh, uh, the first time ever, like in the history of. If you remember, of- otherwise, just the most memorable thing you ate off someone's plate. Oh, I mean, 
Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> that was like, funny. That was one of oh, my. I've was, I've seen some shit, man. That was one of my topics I was gonna bring up is eating off plates, but I'm glad I didn't oh, bring it up. We oh. we I talk about it as much as I can. It's yeah. insane. Uh, no, so I mean, uh, I always feel real. Uh, I always feel real guilty about doing that. I just I think it's it. You know, you feel like such a piece of shit. Yeah, it's disgusting when you do it. It's I mean... like I'm a gross fucking human. <laughs> yeah, but um. The last restaurant I worked at, they would have like these items that we only had like the chef would be like, we only made seven of these. Was it items. the one I went to? Yes. Oh, they had, I mean, I would be. I had off plates there. I don't give. I, I didn't even work it there. Was, I would eat off plates. The, right. The food is out of control. It was ranked the second best Austin restaurant in the past, like for the past three oh, years. Okay. It was. It was like it is the creme de la creme of, of food, and it was just like you and he was like the chef, be like we only made seven of these, and on the seventh one or the sixth one, like somebody would have like a bite and it would just be like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, go back in the dish pit. And I would just be like, I would literally just, I would just grab the plate and show my fellow servers the plate as I'm walking back. And they would all just stare at me and stare at the plate. And I, and I would shake, I would shake my head up. And I'd be like, <laughs> so yeah. they all wanted it. You're saying they, so they would all yeah, follow man. Me into the dish pit. I'd be like, all right, everyone calm the fuck down. What was, yeah. the, what was the dish though? It'd be like, it was like foie gras with like all kinds of ridiculous shit. It was like always this mm. elegant meal. But the last one we yeah. had was foie gras with like, uh, it was just, it was the kind of shit that you're like, you ate it and you had to like just stand there for a second and you're like, oh, nice. God damn it. <laughs> but it was like, you also you said, God damn it because it was good. But then like the shame would wash over you and you're like, right. You're like some a, a stranger bit off this. Ew, I'm an animal yeah. and I deserve to die, but that's it. And then you went about your day. <laughs> That's also a good motivation to not be a sieve anymore. When you're when you're when your best yeah. meal is coming off of somebody else's plate, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe it's yeah. time to make some real fucking money. Yeah. Maybe I should yeah. like maybe I should try to like or just get out of the house during the day and go to a <laughs> restaurant and get myself yeah. my own meal. Yeah, right. I'm all full of bodega sandwiches and other people's food. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and, oh, and, or stack those <laughs> sweet salads and weird pasta. Oh, yeah. Gross. So, Brent, I got a question for you, uh, and it's an important one, and I hope that you can answer this honestly. Um, what was it like living with Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Chris the is the only thing he's going to say. No, I bet. Chris was, uh, in all honesty, Chris was one of the better roommates because we were both in those moments of our lives where uh, we were both, like, in the industry, like, having fun, trying to figure out what to do. Like, we were living on cheap rent on the Upper West Side. We also both loved, loved boozy brunch. We love, okay. So if there's ever, yeah, without a doubt, I could walk upstairs and knock on Chris's door and be like, let's go to Sunburnt Calf or like whatever boozy oh, bottle. Yeah, you know brunch. it. It's gone now, but you know it, right? Gone. Yeah, R. it's R. like two blocks away from my mom's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. R.I.P. Sunburnt Calf. Love that place. So, <laughs> and Big Sue's the, uh, the, I don't know why I called her Big Sue. She was a beautiful she Australian girl named Sue. She was beautiful. I called her Big Sue's because it was from the show um, Peep Show. Anyways, so we go to this brunch and we're having a great time. We're drinking and these two girls sit next to us and we're like hitting it off and blah, blah, blah. And one thing leads to another. They're like, okay, we're about to leave it like at the same time. So we go, why don't we just, we, you know, we turn like, we're going to go to, um, Gin what mill. was the gin mill? We're gonna go to gin mill on the Upper West Side. Do you guys want to come? And they're like, "Yeah, definitely, let's go." Uh, so we're on our way there, and Chris turns to me and goes, "Let me tell you something, man." I go, "What?" He goes, "Don't you fucking dare cock block me, okay?" <laughs> and I go, "What?" Because he's a fucking he goes, cock blocker. He goes, he goes, "Listen, you've done it to me before. 
I don't fucking want you to do it to me. Now, this girl, that girl, she's mine. All right. I'm like, all right. Okay. She's yours. I won't cock block you. He was like, thank you. So we walk to the bar and we're like drinking. We're like, let's go play beer pong. So we're playing beer pong and like he's with his girl and I'm with her friend. And no, I'm like, things whatever. Things are going well. Things are going great. He's like flirting with her and like grabbing, like they're like hugging every time she makes a shot. She's like, woo. And he's like, <laughs> so uh, all this shit's going on. And all of a sudden she's about to shoot her shot in beer pong. And she looks up and she has this look on her face and she just runs past me on the other side of the table behind me and behind me is like this six three jack dude and he wasn't army that fatigues. tall but he was jacked he was jacked out of his brain with like army fatigues on and a backpack and he drops the bag and she jumps on him and starts making out with them and i just uh-huh. <laughs> i just turned to chris and chris has this look on his face like are you fucking kidding me and he turns to me and he's like all right, let's get the fuck out of here. It's, and not, I, it's <laughs> not even like I could tell G.I. Joe that, yo, your girl was just like trying to get with me because then he's just going to want to fight me. And I don't yeah. need to fight a dude who just got back from fucking Iraq or whatever. Like, no thanks. <laughs> dude, you were upset. Yeah, I've been drinking I all day. I, I have no chance. <laughs> you were upset that I was going to cock block you, but this was like the ultimate cock block. He just G.I. Like, Joe landed. came home G.I. from Joe. Iraq. He literally like surprised her. He had like just come home from deployment and came. Dude. He had like, found out where she was and like came right to the bar with his duffel bag and everything. And how funny would it, how funny would it have been if he came back like thirty seconds later and you guys were kissing, and he like came <laughs> oh. there to surprise his girlfriend like for one of those cute little videos and it, she's fucking making out with you. Goodbye, Chris. I mean, that podcast wouldn't though. exist. That dude would have like fucking stabbed me to death or something. You, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's oh, my point. Broke you in half. Yeah. Hey, so ah. we support the, we support the troops here. Not Chris, but Brent and I. I no, I do support the troops. It's not that one. Not that one okay. troop. Fair enough. Uh, it's just like the yeah. ultimate cock. Like if there's there couldn't be an any more cock block situation than the army fatigue from you know <laughs> Iraq showing up to meet his girlfriend. Like I don't know, you can't made to... beer pong. I don't even think we finished. I think made we beer pong, no. and we were like, we just fuck them. They can pay the bill or yeah, whatever. I it was I've never. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, let's get out of here. You're like, we're fucking leaving. I was like, I'm just laughing the whole time because I'm like, yeah, he wasn't hilarious. attached to his teammate. I wasn't speaking to mine anymore. So <laughs> yeah. it was time to get the fuck out of there. Um, My guess. Um, dude, Chris and I once fucking same sort of thing. I don't even remember where we met them or anything, but we went to meet up with two girls on like one tenth at some like Columbia bar. Oh, my we God. Walked- the cops fucking. Yeah. Yeah, we we walked into the fucking bar, met these girls, left the bar. Literally 30 seconds. We were, just, we were just meeting them to pick them up. Walked out of the bar, walked one block, and three cop cars came and swarmed around all of us. <laughs> Put us up against the wall, and some drunk kid came over and was like, it's him in the orange shirt. I'm wearing an orange shirt. So they come and fucking put me in cuffs and are putting me in the car because this guy just got robbed at, at knife point, and he's telling the cops that it's me. Oh, he got so beat we, up. So we went to meet these girls, and within a minute, we're put up against the wall in a police lineup, and I'm almost arrested. And the only we're reason like, I didn't get we're, we're like, officer, we literally just got off work like eight minutes ago. Like, we didn't, we weren't even here an hour ago. Yeah, and then and they could tell that the kid was fucking wasted, and the girls, and then we were like, not and. It just if I they I was in the car before they and then they got me out like it was it was very close to being a very bad situation. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! And then it's I like, cock blocked the shit out of Chris. Yeah, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Got I him. actually don't remember the got rest of that good. night. Um, but yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> let's uh move it on to fast five. 
We're going to fucking, so essentially I'm going to shoot out fast, five fast questions. I want you to give me, first thing that comes to your mind. All right. All right. Sure. All right. So <laughs> this one I've been trying different ways and everyone keeps giving me shit about it, but I'm sticking with the format. I'm right. also paying attention though. Uh, prison movie. You're going to prison forever. It doesn't have to be a prison related movie. You're going to prison forever. They tell you you could bring one movie. What movie is it? What movie is it? I mean, uh, if I had to pick one movie and going to prison, it would be Tommy Boy. Tommy okay. Boy. All right. I love it. All right. It'll Patrick bring Gino's. everyone together. Everyone's gonna laugh. Who doesn't want to who doesn't love Tommy Boy? Come watch one of the prisoners. I get it. Pat Gino's. Pat. Come on. Georgia Kramer. George. Favorite band of all time. Uh, the, my favorite band of all time. Uh, probably Clearance. Uh, Credence. Probably Credence. Go-to Chinese food order. Uh, chicken and broccoli. All right. That was it. Sick. Nice job. You you don't like the sieves? Oh, dude. The sieves are coming out. Dude, the new album is going to drop next <laughs> week. It's going to be fucking no, amazing. It's, it's never going to drop. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's right. Yeah. They're- they're sleeping all day. They're not fucking getting the album out. Yeah, they're not. They haven't even recorded anything. I don't yeah. really know why. I but said they're Credence. about to. You know why? You know why I said Credence? Because I just I I'm re going through my uh, record collection, and I just recently listened to I mean, Willie and the Po Boys, and I'm like, I forgot how great Willie and the Po Boys is. Willie and the Po Boys, yeah. a whole album front to back, is fucking Dude, amazing. I waited on what's his face, Graham Nash, when I worked yeah? at, in Midtown. Yeah, he was great. He was talking. We talked about music and shit. He was real nice and left me a giant tip. There you go. That's a beautiful way to end the show. Yeah. Um, the big old tip for Chris. Yeah. Um, do you, Brent, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, if you want to see more of my work uh, and more of my brother's work, you can find me online. The uh, My website is my name, BrentonFeaser.com. You can check out my brother's work at Hardy, H-E-A-R-T-Y, films.com. Yeah, check it out. See check what we're doing. Out. Fun, some, it's some I've fun shit. It His brother lived on our couch for like a month. He's a good guy too. Amazing. Yeah. That couch has been through some shit, huh? Dude, I, that mean, cou- yo, I love that couch. It's long gone. It's long gone. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, this was a good show. Oh, good show. That was a lot of yeah. fun. It was awesome. This is so much fun. We should definitely do it again. Oh, we Fuck definitely yeah, should. I feel like we only scratched the surface of things I want to talk about. I mean, dude, I have three. I, you got we three really more should. topics. To I've got no. Well, I mean, I already told you the other one, but I have two more topics to go over. Guys, to be continued. What put are we that, pa- put that paper continued. on the fridge and uh, we'll do a I'm part gonna, two. I'm going to tattoo it onto my head. You could do that too <laughs> if you want. I don't know. Whatever. whatever you know, it's your choice. It's whatever. America. Keep off. Yo, Brent, it's been, it's been really nice catching up with you a little bit. Um, you too, man. And uh, much love to hashtag E to all our civs out there. Hashtag civ. Hashtag civ. To all, to all our casino uh, employees out there who are working, keep it up. I hope you're getting tipped out there. Yeah, tweet okay. us about your tips and shit. Whatever kind of yeah, tips t- you got. Under the apron. Yeah. Well. Well, that's another it. Another episode. Nice, in, another episode awesome. in the can. Another awesome. in the can. Yeah. Hey, Brent. Thank awesome, you guys man. for coming you guys. under the apron. Goodbye, Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. We love Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.